0: Hi, welcome to the McLaren Fans Podcast. Um I'm your host, Andy Donnelly. I'm joined as always by Sarah Merritt. Say hello, Sarah. Hello. And this week's special star guest is our friend all the way from Greece, Philippos. Philippos. Hey.
1: <laughs> hello guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Really uh, I enjoy it very much.
0: Excellent, excellent. Great to have you on. Great to have you on. I'm sure it's going to be a cracking episode. Uh, We've got lots to talk about tonight, obviously. Um, What a race that was this weekend. What a race weekend. I thought when we were looking at it, I thought, oh, we did all right in Friday practice. I thought, this isn't too bad. (laughs) I wasn't expecting what happened on Sunday, though. I'm sure, um, you know, normally we talk about quality and everything else like that, but Let's just talk about the first seven laps of the race, eh? Straight away. <laughs> Nothing else. Let's, Let's focus on those juicy,
1: first seven juicy, laps. The juicy bits. I, we need the show just for the seven laps, I mean, I think.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
2: I'm not yeah. sure, Philippos, if you could hear me from the UK, but as Carlos took the lead, I was shouting very loudly. So maybe you heard that in Greece. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I believe, I believe it. I believe it for sure. It was a phenomenal start. Uh, I mean, who would have expected? This? I mean, with the rain, it helped a lot. Yeah,
0: yes. maybe we need uh, rain at the next race. Maybe it just needs to rain, and we'll
1: we'll win a race. Who knows? Basically, basically, I was sitting in the TV and I was watching the race. To be honest, I wasn't shouting. I was just not watching, and I was thinking, uh, "Am I dreaming? What what is going on?" All the space where it came from—it <laughs> was amazing. I mean, amazing.
2: I know amazing. when uh, when Martin Brundle was talking, all all throughout the weekend they were talking about how the track had been resurfaced, how the oils from the from the tarmac were coming to the surface, and how slippery that would make the track, especially if there was any rain. So. You know, when they started saying it was spitting, I, I expected to see all the cars going all over the place. How good was it to see that we were the ones that were able to turn on our tyres and, and keep going? You know, it was, it was just amazing. Um, it was
1: yeah, it an amazing start with the softs, which uh, helped most of the drivers, like Kimi, I mean. Unlikely on the next stage, you know, in the middle part, which we were struggling a bit. And we got back uh, towards the end, as uh, Carlos said. So yeah, it was amazing to fight with Mercedes. It's maybe a, a, an image from the future, from 21, oh,
0: maybe. Let, <laughs> let me just let me just make this point. I, this is not the first time that we've overtaken Mercedes this season. Granted, on the first few laps, but we're getting there. We're definitely getting there, and yep. yeah. with that power pack. Power pack. No, not, that's what you get on a computer. Um, yeah, we definitely be underpowered next year. We just put computer power packs in with a power unit that we'll get from Mercedes next year. Um, you know, we might be able to take advantage of some of these situations.
2: I hope so, and I think you know we were there on real pace. That's the that's the takeaway from this. We were there on real pace, and we were looking good this weekend. So yeah, I mean, I I really hope so.
1: Hopefully, I think uh, the team. Uh, made that move because they want our package to to be shown i mean the truck with the mercedes power i mean another unit more powerful so yeah maybe our packets for 21 can work much better and the sassy and everything
2: I think this shows Andy and Philippos as well that, that the upgrades that we had on the car that maybe we weren't too sure about. It sounds to me like we've 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 learnt what we need to and we've got them switched on now.
0: I, I heard that they'd gone back and taken a few things off just to kind of like tweak it a little bit. So but that's good. It's you know, we're not in that situation where has went all the way down one road and it's completely wrong. It sounds like we're putting things on the car, trying them out, seeing what works if they don't work, we're brave enough to take them off. And I think that's a big thing, being brave enough to take things off the car that don't work and try yeah. it again.
1: Yeah, it's, I think the process is normal. Uh, when you want to try some new parts, uh, it goes like this as in Irrberg when Carlos was not so happy because Lando used to have the old updates and Carlos was not very happy. Even if he finished at fifth place, he was unhappy. But yeah, and I think from one point and after we are facing some problems with the graining. I mean, like the driver said uh, at Portugal and also in Nürburgring, we had compromised our pace, especially in the traction and the cornering. It was a bit tricky. Maybe, yeah, but uh, I think it's normal because uh, heading to 21, uh, we need to try some updates for making the car better. And I think the potential is there. As uh, Andreas said Said so, yeah. I, I personally have a lot of faith uh, to the team, but uh, I mean, also in Nürburgring, when we brought the up- the upgrades, uh, we didn't have a run at Friday with all this raining. Yeah. So we didn't have any much time on track. So yeah, that compromised a bit uh, the time of testing.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very good point. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe we just stand to understand to, for next year, and and that's good. I mean. Yes, it'd be great to get another podium this year, but I think if we can consolidate ourselves at third or fourth in the championship, I'd obviously like third, but, um, you know, we can look towards next year then. Uh, five races left. Uh, we've got Imola coming up this weekend. So, um, you know, but another good result for us and just, just be solid in the last five races will be really quite good, a good strong finish to the season.
1: Yeah, it's a. It uh, the last races are a bit uh, tough for us. I mean, the last time both drivers got uh, into the points was in Monza. If I'm wrong, it's about 50 days ago. So yeah, I mean, there are some difficulties. I mean, in Russia with Carlos Landos, with uh, the sensor that had to DNF, you know. So we lost a lot of points, and it's like uh, we made the third place battle alive only because we had some difficulties but it's very interesting I mean down from Mercedes and the Rebels the fight is very well With the, the Renaults and Ferraris making progress so it's going to be a question five races yeah very tight yeah
0: yeah I agree yeah um, one thing I would say is that obviously race at the weekend Carlos P6 quite a solid race there was some great um sort of on track, racing overtaking with uh, and at one point. That was good to see. Uh, sharp contrast to how Stroll approached trying to overtake Amazing. Lando, really, wasn't it? Not um, off, not off. I mean, off. I mean I, yeah. you know, I came out of that race at the weekend feeling happy, excited <laughs> and angry at the same time, and I didn't really know what to do. You know, um,
2: a lot of people have tweeted that it was a roller coaster of emotions, and I would say my emotions went up and down as much as the track at Portimao did, you know. It was it was it really was highlights, then lows. You know, even the moment that Lando's slow puncher was announced, oh you think, no, no, not that. We're doing all
0: right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it could have been a lot of worst, but uh, it could have been also much better. I am. Uh, the positive is that we finished above the Racing Points and the Renaults, so that's a very positive in terms of uh, fi- for the fight for the constructors. So, yeah, it's a bit of street, uh it's so-and-so, but in general I can say that it was a very good uh, sixth place from Carlos, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too. And when I watched Lando's uh, chat that he's done for the fans that McLaren have shared, he seemed really deflated, but you know, my message to him would be, we all have bad days. He did a yeah, good job. Yeah. It wasn't him. It was all the things around him. So, you know, uh, take heart from that. And uh, we head to Imola and we go again.
1: Yeah, It's a great point, that uh, Sarah, because uh, I remember when Lando crashed with Stroll again, I think, in Spain, 19, if you remember, guys. So he was also very disappointed in the team radio. He's just uh, he's a kid. I mean, he's 20 years old. and he really loves driving and when bad times come, like Spa last year, like yeah, like Spain that I mentioned before, it's really tough. Yeah, but uh, you have to move on, I think. And yeah, Lando has more to prove and he's amazing. Uh, the more, Much better days will come, I think, for sure. But I have Absolutely. to mention that Lance driving is very reckless sometimes. I mean, he's four years, I think, in Formula 1 and his judgment is very bad. So I mean, yeah. he, he did the same, the same mistake in Friday, I think, with Max. Or, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a touch.
2: So anyway. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I thought when I saw him this weekend. This was a man that hasn't raced or hasn't completed a race for three or four races because of his being unwell um, and Hülkenberg being in the car and for various other reasons. So he comes to this race desperate to do well and he tries too hard. And that makes him make silly mistakes, and unfortunately, we were the we were on the brunt of that this time. So, uh, so yeah. Hopefully, he learns from his mistakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see, let's see. I think the jury's out on that one. I mean, I, I, I'm being, I think
2: I'm so... being polite.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I also think that um, you yeah. know, I think he's he's fast, but he's just like you say, reckless. And he needs to learn, like you said, Boss, four years. He's not really learned that race craft that you get from experience. He reminds me yeah, of a little it's... bit of um, Grosjean arrived in the sport. Yeah. First few years, he was very, very reckless, but I don't know whether that was because he had Maldonado alongside him at one point.
1: <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, Maldonado. Hey. We, re- we remember him fondly.
1: Yeah, you, bring, you, you, you you bring back memories. <laughs> a lot of bad memories, well, another. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Fun. his his career, uh, Lance' career is very. I mean, he has some things for granted. He is backing from his dad, uh, but anyway, he is a good driver. I mean, okay, he can drive in Formula One, but that is not enough. Uh, yeah, to respect also the other drivers.
0: Yeah,
1: my my opinion.
0: Yeah, so I just want to move on to to one thing that's kind of concerning me a little, that we kind of discuss here. Um, Red Bull cracked out a 1.8 pit stop, which, let's be honest, lightning fast. I Um, think
2: it was, uh, was it another record?
0: Yeah, yeah, another record. I mean, that's amazing. Um, And granted, you know, I'm not expecting us to get that, but we were two seconds slower in one of our pit stops. And it's concerned me for a few races now that it's gone on for, for a little while. I mean, obviously I guess Andreas is looking at how we can sort it out and everything else like that. But there's going to be in the next five races somewhere where losing a couple of seconds, a second and a half or a second in a pit stop will cost us points. And I'm slightly worried about that. I'd like to get it just a little bit. You know, we've, we've followed this sport for a long time. We know that Every now and then you get slow pit stops. But it seems to be at least one a race for us at the minute.
2: Well, I didn't notice anything specific during our pit stops, like a, a slow wheel or anything like that. But the trouble is they go so quickly that I'm not sure whether we're always going to notice things. Um, on the, on the, the line of pit stops, I would add, um, it's worth you having a read of the things we might have missed tweets that McLaren have just put out. Um, they talk about the nose job pit stop and they talk about how much happened in the 75 seconds between Lando reporting the damage from the collision with Lance Stroll um, what went on, aerodynamicists deciding he needed a new nose, what they were going to do, making front wing adjustments and getting in so I think you know none of us are naive enough to think that when a pit stop's called and they shout box, box, box that nothing's going on we know that um, but yeah, I, I, t- I take your point it does look like the numbers show that we're a tiny bit slower. Um, Maybe Andreas thinks that making sure we have a clean pit stop is better than rushing it and risking it. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't know the science of that. I do know the team work bloody hard practicing again and again and again. And we've seen that when we've been at races, haven't we? We always watch the pit stop practice. So, so yeah, fingers crossed, you know, we, we can, um, like you say, make up that two seconds that we might need.
1: Yeah, well, pointed. I think yeah, as uh, Andy well said. I mean, hats off to Red Bull. I mean, they're amazing. You can blink two times your eyes and that's it. They're gone. Okay, one point <laughs> eight is one point eight is super fast, but uh, they have yeah, they I have the con-
0: consistency there. Yeah. Sorry, I was con- I was convinced that they didn't actually change the tires; <laughs> they just yeah, jacked
1: the car um, up and let him go. Amazing. that's what it looked like. <laughs> and they are very consistent on this. I mean, in every race, they, they make uh, the benchmark always. Very high, one point eight is something uh, extraordinary. Uh, I just watched the Carlos pit stop, which was two point nine. Yeah, but in general, yeah, it's a section that always. Also, I had uh, some worries. You know, maybe the approach should be changed. Okay, it's a team effort. Okay, from a lot of people, so it's normal. Uh, I think we had the progress in Monza. With the double stack, if you remember. So it was good. It was very fast there. Unlikely with the 19, when we had some problems with the Will Nuts. But uh, I think we're getting there. Maybe we need, maybe Andreas, like you said, guys. Maybe we should change uh, the approach for this part. Something, you know, to testing. uh, Because pit stops, it can be very strange. You don't predict what can happen during a pit stops. I mean, especially when there are people there and working. But uh, I think if they test more, probably we can get better—not one point eight, but yeah. Because if you, if a driver, I mean, you know, pushes all the time, gains some time and loses it during the pit stops, yeah, it's a bit not good. I mean, bad taste. But yeah, it's. I think we can work on it. There, there is progress. I mean, so yeah, I have faith. I think. Okay. I have Should faith, you... I have faith too Yes, yes, I'm sure we'll get it right I'm <laughs> yes.
0: sure we'll get it right Right, um, well obviously we can't not sort of talk about the race without a special mention for Lewis 92 wins, it's a record how long before he gets um, 100 Eight know, more races Eight so more races <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well done, my math is that bad um, <laughs> um, I, th- I think I think Sarah, how, you were making the point the other day about twenty-one of them were with McLaren. Yep
2: 21 20, of those wins were with McLaren. Yep, that's right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So yeah. you know, um, it, you know, it's it's good that we've been a part of his story uh, for a while. I always thought he would come back to us, but I don't think that's ever going to happen now.
1: Yeah, i so, had the um, same also thoughts, but yeah, yeah.
0: But let's move on. So, um, yeah, Philip, let's talk about you. As a McLaren fan, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about a few things here. So, um, I, I you made quite an impression on everybody the first time we all met you.
1: Uh, um, it was it, it was, was pretty, it was pretty emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What to was, start? What what to say first, and where to start?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, how I, I became. Yeah, so how did you sort of start supporting McLaren okay. and, and everything?
1: Um, to, be, to be honest, the, the first image I had the, from Formula 1, uh, it was very, very kid, I think it was 10. I remember just the Williams with a zero number on it. Uh, it was dangerous, yeah. I think, probably 94. So yeah, after that, after a couple of years, after four years, I, yeah, I, I was... In 14, 15 years old. So, yeah, I grew up with uh, the one of the greatest uh, rivalries with Mika and uh, Michael uh, Schumacher. Yeah. So, it was an amazing era. Such a great rivalry, mutual respect, and uh, on track it was phenomenal ba- battles. I mean, yeah. So, all, yeah, also at that moment, yeah, most of the people you know were on Schumacher's side. <laughs> most of the people I mean uh, like the Ferrari combination with uh, Sumi but uh, I was a kid that uh, from the first first sight yeah I, have, I had the big sympathy with uh, the black and white car okay the West livery <laughs> and the and Mika's helmet so yeah I was from the first time uh, a big fan of both Mika and uh, McLaren I, that's something yeah but the bond is big the, the, yes, the
0: yes. Of, uh, uh, we've, we've seen it, seen it at first hand. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I,
0: obviously, um, we'll, we'll treat a picture. But Sarah's wearing a Mika Hackman face mask, uh, and uh, uh, it just was kind was of threw us uh, for a little bit there. I thought he was really. I wondered,
2: I wondered if it would bring back memories for Filippos of, of that <laughs> night when when he ma- met Mika face to face for the first time
0: yeah, yeah. well tell us about that how so it's about a year ago to the sort of this week isn't it when yeah uh, when yeah, we all, well when you got to meet Mika for I'm assuming it was the first time you have met him um yeah, we were all invited down to the MTC um for a for an evening but it was about 40 minutes he talked to us um about his career and about the 99 uh, world championship. And uh, I've got to say, you couldn't have met a nicer guy. He's had photos with everybody, signed things, had a chat with everyone. And, you know, um, yeah, what what a thoroughly decent bloke. Had a lot of time for fans. Um, He did. He
2: He answered lots of questions for us, Andy. And do you remember whatever you asked him, he always started by saying, that's a very good question you've asked. <laughs> it was, it was, it was like uh he was boosting us up, you know. He always said yes. that at the beginning of every question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Felipe tell us a little bit more about that because obviously for you it was a very, very special day.
1: And yeah, it was. And- uh, I I think it was one of the days of my life that I always dreamed to. Uh, the, the first one was to visit McLaren Technology Center and. Uh, the second one was obviously to meet my hero because I never thought that uh, I would ever had the chance, you know, to meet Mika because you know he's my idol, my hero. I I love him as a driver, and especially that day was uh, on the twenty years since his last uh, championship, so it was uh, pretty special for me. Uh, you know, if I if I think more the moments I can maybe be more emotional. But anyway, <laughs> it was a dream come true, really. And uh, I cannot thank enough my team and all uh, for, for making this uh, dream come true. It was a, the day that I uh, was dreaming since I was a very kid, very young. So, yeah, to have the chance to meet Mika, to see his car and... Um, to hug him, I mean, and uh, yeah, I, but break I to think church. he was as
0: surprised as what we were when you hooked him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's taken out a restraining order against Filippo yet, but I think he was close. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I can remember standing there watching you take a photo with him, and um, you put your mm. arm around him, and you spoke to him, and he was the the best bit about that was he was engaging with you as well, you know. This wasn't just yeah. a one-way thing. This wasn't just a fan talking to his idol. He was engaging with you equally, and that—that that was lovely to see.
1: Amazing, and especially when he told me, he told me uh, I heard a lot of good things about you. <laughs> uh, that was that was that was mind blowing. I mean, Mika himself talking to me and knows things about me. How on earth can that be possible? I mean, I never imagined this. These words was uh, truly. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah, it was a special event and uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. I think I was done after that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Certainly I've
2: got... a day to remember.
1: Yeah, I've got a question sure, yeah. for you. Um, did you. Did you
0: ask him when he was coming out of retirement? It's what we all want to know. It almost looked like at this weekend that he was going to come out of retirement. with that, um, uh, Was it a tweet that he put out with him ringing Zach Brown? This weekend, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah, I think we're I all here
0: waiting for him to come back racing.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Eh? Such a amazing, I mean, uh, there are a lot of drivers, okay, and uh, usually most of the fans are uh, paying attention only for from the driving point of view. But you know, Mika is an uh, amazing human. I mean, he's so gentle, uh, he's so nice, he always smiles. Who can forget? I mean, the last lap, engine broke in Spain and he was waving at the fans with a smile. I mean, even even the most, I mean, passionate Schumacher fans uh, have a lot of respect for, for Mika as a rival to his to, to Mikel. Yes. I mean, uh, I think Mika doesn't have any hater. Uh, he's a very special, special driver and especially what he's been through uh, in order to take uh, two world championships after a lot of incidents. Through his career, I mean, with the crash that he had, his commitment to come back as a fighter, I mean, his devotion uh, to become a world champion, uh, that's something very inspiring to a lot of fans. And, okay, I'm a Mika fan, but I think uh, also a lot of uh, McLaren fans and Mika fans are hearing. so yeah, I think they're thinking uh, the same, probably. He's yeah. such a nice guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what, what about you, Sarah? What about your memories of Mika Hakkinen and stuff
1: like that? And that, well, that evening?
2: I, I, I've been quite lucky to have met Mika at a couple of races where he's he's been doing his Join the Pact.
1: His um, rumour is amazing, Sarah. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been to events. Um, we, we saw one recently um, before the British Grand Prix when they did the racing around the streets of London. And he was there with Stoffel signing a McLaren. Um, I remember Penny, Penny, who did the social media for McLaren.
0: Yeah.
2: Even yeah. she, even she loved meeting Mika. She, she really loved him. Um, so, so yeah, I've I've met him at a few, a few events. And what I would always say was, he always asks for a cup of coffee when he arrives. He's super cool, yeah. and he always, when you have a photo with him, puts his thumb up like this.
1: Best photo follow of that guy. Cool. Yeah, he's has a nice game I, mean, he's, I just he's think he's super... he's
2: just super cool and and he gives off that air of coolness, does he not? Um, you know, and it doesn't seem like that many years since we've we've not seen him race because I think he's still around the the periphery of Formula 1 and we see him at events. Philippos, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, anything. I've seen you be very emotional on two occasions. One of them was the first time we went to MTC and the other was at this Mika Hakan event. So here's my question. Which of the two were the most emotional for you? Going to MTC and seeing McLaren and all the cars on the boulevard for the first time or meeting your hero? Uh,
1: When I visit MTC. Yeah. It's uh, not a big difference. It's not a big difference. I mean, both occasions are really really special but uh, uh, maybe because the visiting mtc it was the first time when i yeah. visited the mtc because with me it was the third time so when i was a kid i was seeing the mtc from the internet you know the entrance the boulevard all these cars so you remember you had the napkin for me if you remember i gave you i <laughs> gave
2: you a tissue yes <laughs> uh, yes
1: yeah. and because you were there, guys, I think you remember that uh, I couldn't hold my tears because it was amazing, you know, stepping in the entrance of the MTC. Because for every McLaren fan, I think it's something uh, unique to visit the headquarters of McLaren. And especially, I mean, coming from Greece all the way, it was, uh, I was still dreaming, you know, I said, is it happening? What? So, yeah, when I I came uh, to the MTC, you know, with the beanie bus, going closer and closer in the entrance, uh, that was it. I was crying like a baby. I mean, it was a dream come true, and uh, it was really, really emotional. I think it's uh, the most emotional moment of my life, literally. Yeah, it's the most emotional. I don't have a kids, maybe, because usually you're more emotional in that moment, but for me, that remains uh, the most emotional moment, and it was special because I also met some friends, you know, some true uh, McLaren fans. It was also connected with the papaya membership, which is uh, something else. It was an amazing honor, um, and uh, to have this membership, which brings you a lot of a lot closer uh, to the team. So, yeah, it was special to see the cars. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like a fairy tale, you know, like a kid going to the candy shop. So <laughs> I wish this because I know there are a lot of people that uh, wants to pay a visit in the MTC. And, you know, you have to get invited. You cannot go whenever you like. I wish really to every true McLaren fan to have the chance to go one time. there. It's a It's a must. <laughs> it's I, a I, must. I, I...
2: I totally understand what you're saying because going there for the first time was incredibly emotional for I, for me, most of us i you I,
1: I, I you told I me that the time you told me it's the first time and it always very emotional yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, uh, yeah i did
1: you know very good it's the first time is always very special uh, very very special but yeah, <laughs> also in meeting Mika was uh, amazing, you know talking with Mika on uh, one year ago. F- you know, showing us the overtake at Spa with Sumi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Amazing. He tells
2: amazing
0: stories, amazing stories. That was the highlight for me. I, I've always wanted to see how he explained that. And he, he went into the story about how he the overtake and what he sort of said to Schumacher afterwards.
1: And Andy, the, the way he was describing, you know, it's Mika's way. It was amazing. Yes. <laughs> how he was uh, saying all these Stuff about Zonda, about all the overtake. In general, all the questions were good, but yeah, the highlight of Spy is something else. And hearing from Mika himself, it's priceless. <laughs> it's something, yeah, you never think you can ever see or hear. But yeah, What, we, uh, was- what we'll
2: have to do, Filippos, is we'll have to look through the tweets from this time a year ago and see if we've got some things that we can share from the McLaren fans podcast account to share this with people so they can take a look. I think McLaren did tweet some videos and some photos out after the event, so we can give people an idea of what that was like for us.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely do that. And just uh, because I want to say this, I mean, there is no other team, uh, I think, in Formula 1. I hope they will do for the fans, but not because I am a McLaren fan, but uh, I never saw that commitment with the fans. I mean, uh, they are doing amazing things, so... Oh, okay, because a lot of people may hear us, I think, and I'm sure about it. So make sure that you sign up to the McLaren Plus membership. And yeah, you'll never know. I mean, also we had yesterday the slipstream, with, which uh, was amazing for some fans that never had this experience to watch. So do that. and Because as a kid, I also, I, I said I never... Going to make it to be there to have uh, to be closer with the team, but this membership really can uh, be proved really good.
2: We've got a couple of minutes left, Andy. Go. I'm okay to ask my question to Philippos? my last yes. question. Yes,
0: yes, um, uh,
2: ph- Filipos, we we talk to fans in other countries a lot, but what I'd be interested to hear about from you is is about other fans in Greece that you might meet up with maybe and watch a race with. Um, I think before you had a gathering of of Greek McLaren fans at a cafe that you sent a picture of. So I just wanted to hear a bit about about the other fans out in Greece that you you know.
1: Okay, so, yeah, we have a community from Facebook, basically. So it started after the Canadian Grand Prix in 2011. So it's almost 10 years. Uh, There is a huge fan base so, yeah, we talk about the team. Uh, we make some gatherings, but now it's limited because of the COVID. But, yeah, we, we were planning, I mean, so now we got a setback. But anyway, uh, there is a big base, a lot of fans. Yeah, so we have a group that I run, I guess, with other people. About uh, 2,000 people, yeah. So we talk about the team. Uh, we've been through some seasons very tough which was a very big test for the fans. Because, you know, there are these fans that uh, their critics are influenced from the results. So, okay, for example, the Honda years was very painful. Okay, the fans were, were very disappointed, but we tried to keep the spirit high, even that we were feeling bad for the image of the team. But, yeah, you see now that the team finally finds a way to get back on the top. So it's good to to share this with the other fans, yeah. Definitely. I think yeah, that really, That's fans. really
2: good, because although you've met all of us on Twitter, we are a long mm. way away from you, and we can't travel and visit each other like we used to, so yeah, it's, yeah, good, it's to. good to know you've got some fans around you still.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of fans and very loyal fans since the Mika days, since the Arlington days, New fans coming with London, Carlos. You know the commitment is high in the group, in the Greek group. So yeah, I saw so some groups in China and in other countries, which is very good. You know to have a core of McLaren fans on UK, on Greece, some different countries. So it's really good, and I'm sharing my experiences with them, so they're feel really happy with it.
2: That's it's great good. to share
1: moments. I mean, because you know i see some things yeah so they ask about <laughs> the visits them to see and the events that we've been through what to say i mean you, we i used to be watching the unveilings from the new cars via uh, live streaming and the, you know the couple two, the last two years uh, we were able to be live on the unveiling you yeah. know the new car this is something uh, mind blowing i cannot describe it really this is something uh, yeah Never to forget. Excellent. Thanks, Philippe.
0: That is definitely a story for another time about the car reveals. Right. Thanks for being on today, Philippos. Um, We've got two last things to do. Um, If you've (laughs) listened to last week's podcast, then you probably know that we're giving away a Lando beanie. All you have to do is tweet uh, us a picture of you listening to the podcast and tag one of your friends that you think should listen and hashtag MFC giveaway. Closing date for that is October the t- 31st at 12pm UK time, and we'll pick somebody over the race weekend and let them know. Uh, finally, um, if you want to get in touch with us, it's McLaren Fancast on Twitter. And Sarah, what's your Twitter account? At Sarah where?
1: Philippos, what's your okay, Twitter account? Mine is at F1, Lipos, with double P. Filipos <laughs> okay. with uh, number one first. A great giveaway, Andy. Getting yeah. there, guys. Some, somebody's um,
0: definitely going to get a hat that's going to keep them warm over the winter. I could do with one myself, but I'm not allowed winter to Winter is coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's great. We'll, we'll be back next week after the Imola race. And um, Once again, thank you, Filipos, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Some great stories right. there.
1: The pleasure is all mine. It was really the best 30 minutes after a long time. It was great to share stories and hear you guys. And yeah, hello to everyone who listened to us.
0: Great stuff. Uh, Right. it's Bye from me. And say goodbye, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Right. And speak to everybody next time.